Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I'm your host, Will Cowan. With me is uh, my sentient chimichanga friend. Yes, we're bringing that joker back. Hello. Yep. Hello. Uh, how you doing? Um, I... Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you bake a pie, right? And in that pie, you put some... Maybe it's apple pie couple slices an apple it gets it, it gets juicy it gets a flavor where, where, out of itself where you going that what are you doing i feel today i uh, <laughs> feel like a little piece of apple crisp you know big old pie thank you for asking okay. <laughs> that's good i'm, I'm happy how, for you. Are, you are you happy that i went first and explained how i'm feeling how are you I oh I'm fine like I that's I'm I don't even know what to say to that I'm at a loss for words but I appreciate that you feel like an apple what was it an apple crisp inside don't the oven where are you where's the, the crisp right heard. now people know <laughs> I'm the crisp or oh. <laughs> I'm in the crisp are you are you the crisp or are you in the crisp it does uh, okay well off to a strong stay start. tuned to find out. <laughs> Chapter 14, everybody. All right, let's get off of this chapter introduction, and I believe it is Wait. my turn. Oh, yeah, we you need to it. name the chapter. I have a name. And this chapter is called, do you? Because I have a name, too. I have a note here that just says, Polly Wally O'Malley. I don't know Polly if Wally I wrote O'Malley? that. Wally O'Malley? I don't remember right. writing it, but it's right <laughs> here in front of me. <laughs> I was going to say, Duke. Talking to Electric Boogaloo. Hey, hey, that's one of my names. Is it? Yeah, I think I had a, um, uh, I think my chapter was Dad Talk to Electric Boogaloo. I just Look, listened to a podcast about breaking to Electric Boogaloo. You gotta give me a break. How did this get made? Did an episode on it. Pretty good. Uh, let's call this one The Duke Returns. Ooh, I like it because it's more Dukey. Duke conversation. More Duke conversation. He's going around chatting with motherfuckers all over this thing. Uh, oh yeah, I'm like a little worm. I'm f- like a little, like a little, like a little apple right. crisp worm. Lay it on us. All right, chapter introduction. It's not a big one. You guys don't have to worry about that. <clears throat> There's probably no more terrible instant of enlightenment than one in which you discover your father is a man with human flesh. From Collected Sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. Dang. Uh, you know? Lots of, lo- like, lots of homegrown knowledge. Right that's there. real talk. That's real talk. <clears throat> you know? Figuring out your dad's a, just a man. With human flesh. Not lizard. Not sand flesh. Sandworm. <laughs> this is just Collected Sayings. Irulan's got like six volumes of this. She's got so she. <laughs> the collected sayings of uh, Muad'Dib is sometimes like, uh, "Yeah, sure, I'll have fries." <laughs> you know. You guys got that hot and ready? Yeah. From, from collected sayings of Muad'Dib. Pepperoni. She's like from collected sayings next to him of Muad'Dib. She's just sitting next to him for years, just like writing everything down. He's like, "What are you doing?" Is that collecting it all? I can't <laughs> wait to meet the Princess Irulan because I want to know. Yeah, I want to know if she's just constantly writing things down. 
She must be. Considering that, like, everything is written by her. Is the Princess Irulan, like, Paul's daughter? No, she's the Emperor's daughter. Gotcha. Yeah, so she is around and alive. We just haven't met her, like, in the book format yet in this this book. Got it. You know what I mean? All right. Chapter 14. So we're picking up immediately after the conversation that we had with Thufir and Leto. And now we're going into a conversation with... Paul and Leto. Lots yep. of talking. We got more Duke talking. Uh, more Duke talking. Um, but this one's a pretty short one as well. So uh, there's only a couple things that I think it's worth mentioning. I'm sure we can stretch it out for a couple of minutes here, though. Um, when Leto comes to talk to Paul, first thing that Paul or D- Leto knew- notices is that uh, Paul is watching the film clips that Thufir gave Leto uh referring to Paul what like when he's called Mahdi by the Fremen. And he's watching mm-hmm. that stuff. He's getting some religious education. And uh Leto starts to off the conversation by going, like, I've I am doing a I think he says, I'm doing a hateful thing, or I have done a hateful thing, or he's going to do a hateful thing. And the hateful thing is that he's gonna start surveilling Jessica. However, it's not quite that simple. Never is. The Duke, he tells Paul that, Leto tells Paul that he completely 100% stands by Jessica. He does not believe that she's a part of any sort of like traitorous plot. There probably is a traitor, but he's going to use this instance of making people believe that he's watching her to smoke out who the real traitor is. 4D chess. Yeah, more 4D chess uh shit um which is like i i love this all this sort of like planning and 40 chessness going on i guess well but you don't actually see a point, lot of it played out uh do leto realizes at this point that despite what he thinks about jessica other people don't trust that jessica is legit other people mm-hmm. uh few it who knows who else think that Jessica might be uh the sneaky snake here so I think mm-hmm. it's a smart move Leto knows he's got to harness that he's got to flip it and reverse it Missy Elliot and find a way to sneak <laughs> in through the back door gotcha yeah 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 and um it's it's a delicate game to play, but it's taking a huge toll on, I think his um, overall mental well being throughout this entire chapter. He's just like he's constantly saying, "I'm so tired, I'm so tired." Even Paul recognizes like the the weight of everything kind of wearing down on his shoulders. So he's like physically getting tired out of all this thinking and considering every single possibility that's going on, and yeah, it kind of leads into. Exhausted. This, yeah, it leads into this next part that I think he just starts rambling. He's because he's so tired, you know, at least that's the way I interpreted it. Yeah, is um, same. He just starts, he just starts talking about shit. He starts talking about um, having a like being a good leader to Paul, and that Paul thinks that he is a good leader. And he's like, I'm not a good leader, I've just got a good propaganda team telling people I'm a good leader. Yeah, that was interesting when he said that. Yeah, well, and it's it's interesting because like 
he talks a little bit more of the politics here and you really get the sense that politics, even leaders, like leaders that we're supposed to really like, like Leto, like a good quote unquote good man, um, they still prone to doing some fucking evil things like evil, oh, yeah. evil, evil things. And he starts questioning and, a lot of his choices at this in these ramblings. Mm-hmm. So it's questioning that fact that he hasn't uh, ever married Jessica. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's left this prospect open for other houses to think that they could marry me. But, like, who cares, really? Like, I should have married her. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and it, it it's all for show. And, like, he knows in his heart that he's not going to marry anybody else because he loves Jessica. But he's just open. He just keeps it open because of political duty, you know? Yeah, it's just one of those. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's political mumbo jumbo. You know, it's a thing where it's like, oh, we keep it open so other houses think they can marry with us and stuff. But like, are they? Is that real? Is that yeah. actually benefiting you at all? Or do you just... No. You know? So right now, I don't know if it is benefiting them, but yeah, continue. Yeah, he's just he's just in a really tough space mentally. Um, another thing he starts mentioning, he starts talking about Spice and uh, the possibility of being assassinated or poisoned. So being on mm-hmm. Arrakis... Means that you're constantly consuming spice. We've talked about this. You're spiced up already. Oh yeah, you're spiced Caliente. up all the time. And there's spice <laughs> everywhere in the air and the water. So much spice. Yeah. And the more you consume, uh, it actually helps bolster your own autoimmune system, so that yeah. you're you can handle poisons much better. And he brings up an interesting sentence here. He's like, "It's good that this is happening, not be, not because like." It could help us help protect us from being assassinated, but it stops us from poisoning our own population. Yep. If we so fit. And I was like, wait, was that in that the was an option <laughs> where you could. <laughs> okay. I guess. Yeah, true. But now we can't. So good. But, well, uh, thank God we don't have to think about that. We have to only like nuke them or something. I don't know. Yeah. It keeps, he says it keeps the, uh, keeps the house moral and ethical. So, like, in any other situation. Like, what was he doing on Kaladin? <laughs> I mean, to a point. Like, it's still not going to stop you from, like, chopping someone's head off who didn't deserve it. Well, yeah. Like, do you <clears> think <throat> if, if like, on Kaladin or something like that, and there was an uprising in some village on the planet somewhere. Yeah, I'm led to believe that he would just poison them. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, he probably fucking... Send Gurney down there, and Gurney just, would like, just, like, just... play a little song. And then when they're not looking, he'd just put poison in all of their ham. Yeah, I don't know. And then <laughs> they're all dead. Problem solved. <laughs> Ham. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy to think about, but I guess that's mu- that's what they would do. Think about the amount of people that they're governing all the time. You know what I mean? Do we know numbers like, of population? Mm, no, not that I know of. I'm sure that I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like. There is 17 billion people on Arrakis, and there is... I don't, pre- you know, I don't appreciate that um, voice you're doing. Sounds like you're making fun of my good friend, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be poisoned. Too spicy. Um. So, but I also... It kind of wraps up... I kind of want to wrap up here with the idea of terrible purpose, because... 
we've heard that phrase a couple of times in throughout the throughout the book and i don't think it's directly referred to at the end of this book but how the how leto is talking to paul and saying like this is what i'm leaving for you is this is this very dangerous lifestyle that where you're going to have to make really tough decisions and it's there's a possibility that people are going to grow to hate that atreides flag flying over them they're going to grow to hate it and that's what i'm leaving for you it must feel and, like quite uh, a burden to have to drop that on your son because like your son obviously <laughs> doesn't know the full ins and outs but that you would have learned being a duke for yeah. however many years and realizing just how fucked up it is and all like you know and you know maybe sometimes you gotta you gotta poison a bunch of ham at the you know down at the family farm or something yeah Ugh. and and that's what he's leaving to paul and he's i think he's trying to get this across to him that like look man you're gonna have to do some evil shit and i don't know if really paul digests this maybe maybe it just goes too fast and it was just like it was that conversation and then pretty much the end there but it made me think about Paul's terrible purpose and um, that like taking co- taking control of Arrakis and having to do these horrible things to just survive and just to keep their house alive. Um, that might be his terrible purpose. Could be. He would just have to be the most. He just he has to be evil out of necessity. Yeah, I I don't think it's gonna be that vague. I think it's gonna be no. You know, it's been seeded since the beginning of the story. I think it's going to be like he has to kill Yui or Jessica or his dad or all of them. Right. Mapes. Right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, line them all up. Line them all up. Get, it, get them out. Take them all out. <laughs> poison them. You poison them by terrible poisoning part. the spice. There you go. Yep. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um, And then the uh, chapter wraps up with, um, in the case of emergency, Leto says you can, says to Paul, like, in case of an emergency, you can probably lean on your prophetic identity to get you out of sticky situations, at least with the, at least with the Fremen. Like, you can at least use that as a key to unlock doors with the Fremen. Drop a little, do you know who I am? Yeah. You know who my papa is? The fucking Lisa you know what they call me, bitch. But don't say, do you know what they call me? Because you're going to be wrapped up for the next seven minutes explaining all of your titles. <laughs> that, I, I, that are just given to me. That not, not actually like I've earned. It's just people. It's what people call me. Yep. Which name do you... Th- yeah, I was going to ask. <clears throat> this is a dumb question. <clears throat> but I was just like... Wondering which name do you think Paul would prefer going by? Probably Paul. Probably Paul. That seems the most normal. Yeah. Um, Maybe Muad'Dib. But you know, it's a fun one. Yeah, Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. I'd be like, it's like Paul to my friends. Also Muad'Dib to my friends. Yeah. Either or, that's fine. Muad'Dib is more like respectful. But yeah. uh, if you're if we're just having some drinks, I'm Paul. Muad'Dib's a good one though. If we're, if we're having uh, if we're having a conversation about taxes, I'm Muad'Dib. If, if we're, I'm uh, uh, playing golf, I'm Kizak Cataract. I, I'm Kizak Cataract. Actually, <laughs> the Quiznos Cadillac, <laughs> cheese snack Cadillac. 
<laughs> you're the it's like on the board you're trying to figure out who's crushing at golf and it's like cheese cheese snack cadillac who the fuck is that guy <laughs> this is the guy dressed in like black motocross gear with tubes sticking all over him <laughs> and a scarf over his face for you're like that guy's taking i bet they got golf on dune you'd probably get some good absolutely golf. It's all sand trap though. Like you have to be really good. Like it's it's way more upper body workout than anything else. Yeah, it's all you sand fucking trap. Hit that thing. <laughs> it's all sand trap. You have to fucking hit that shit out of there. Get it to the hole. <laughs> and that and that's where the chapter wraps up, everybody. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, we've learned a few things in these past few chapters. We've learned about trust. We've learned about integrity. We've learned about loyalty. Those are some core values we have right there. Steve. Sure are. Wait, did you say corn values? We were talking about corn last episode. I don't want <laughs> yes, any more we, corn uh, talk. Uh, All right. This isn't like, our Jonathan Davis corn, corn podcast. Ooh, that sounds fun. I'll listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think this is a great time for me to plug my corn podcast called Talking Jonathan Davis. Talking corn. Talking Called Corn Talk. <laughs> Corn talk. I hate the things I say sometimes. Cut all this out. I hate. What is you know? <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's you know everyone. That's it for today's episode. Uh, once again, uh, I think we'll take a moment right now to plug it up and tell you to go check out our, if you haven't already our Instagram at uh, Chapter by Chapter Podcast, our Twitter at Chap by Chap. Or you can email us at chapterbychapterpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. As we've said many times, you can send anything to that email. Well, anything within reason, all right? Like, we've been through this, too. Like, I don't want... Actually, I don't want most things. But <laughs> you can write us a nice little note. You can send us recipes, of course. That's one that we are... Send us your hot and readies. Send us, like, your preference of hot and ready, I guess. Or, you know, what you like on a pizza. If you got any recipes. Sort of hot, sort of ready? Yeah. Very hot. Very, very. Exactly. If you've got any <laughs> recipes that involve bread and cheese, you know why I'm about that. <laughs> Please send those. I'm looking for some nightmares. But, of course, as always, thank you for listening to Will's fantastic dune talking and my ramblings but you you. know what i've always been a bit of a rambling man like the almond brothers all right we'll see you tomorrow for chapter 14 (laughs) of dune 15 15 of dune